You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, a watershed ruling by the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein on the 2nd of November has certainly uh, set tongues wagging in the retirement industry and it represents a real positive upshot for pension funds in South Africa and could see members benefiting from billions of rands in unclaimed funds. Our pension funds have been legally challenging the prescriptive regulation 35-4 addition to the Pension Funds Act around actuarial surpluses and contingency reserves for years. I'm joined now by Samantha Davidson, Head of Pension Funds uh, at law firm Shepston & Wiley. Sam, welcome. It was a trio here of funds. We had the Hortus Pension Fund, the Southern Sun Group Retirement Fund and uh, the Freistarter Municipal Pension Fonds. And they won their respective case on the matter. Uh, they were heard jointly in, in, uh, at the SEA in August. Just what's the background to the case? Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. So the, the background actually goes back many years. The regulation that, as you've said, has now been declared unlawful was actually promulgated in, in 2003. So we've been living with it for more than 17 years. And it, it came about after the pension law changed very significantly in 2001, when all of a sudden funds that had actuarial surplus had to distribute that surplus in terms of the new changes of the law. And that included making provision for former members that had left the fund as far back as 1980. So not surprisingly, many of those people that had left the fund from 1980 um, right the way up to 2001. The fund didn't have contact details for them. The fund was unable to find them. And so as a result, we had millions, billions of these surplus allocations that had been made for the benefit of people that now couldn't be found to receive that benefit. Now, And what the... Re- yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you, now, what, what does this mean effectively for, for boards of pension funds and trustees? What are they now empowered to do with this money that uh, is in surplus? So what, what this regulation said is it said that where you've um, done a calculation for a, a member to whom you say there is some surplus due, you must put that money in a contingency reserve account basically forever until you can either find that person and pay them or the other option was you could transfer it to the guardian's fund um, or or such a fund. So funds have been sitting with all of this money, unable to find these people and equally unable to use it to benefit their, their existing members. So what's now available with that regulation having been set aside is that it's it's possible for the board of funds to see whether they still need to keep all of that money in the contingency reserve or on the advice they're actually, they may decide that they, they want to release some of it, but they don't need to hold all of that money. So the liability hasn't gone away. You still have to pay that former member if they mm-hmm. ever come forward to claim the money. But you can release on the advice of your actuary lots of that surplus that was sitting in the contingency reserve to pay benefits to other members, perhaps fund a contribution holiday for those other members in the fund. So the the money still belongs to the fund yeah. and can be used as the trustees decide. And uh, as you say, you can you can settle certain current liabilities. But if uh, someone comes up and says, hang on, puts up their hand, I was a member of that fund back in 1980, I want my money, please, you've got to ensure that that money is there. And I suppose, you know, despite the ruling, 
it, it doesn't fully settle the matter because unclaimed benefits are, are just a, a blot against the retirement fund industry. Uh, and it's difficult. It's, uh, you know, tracing members where they didn't leave forwarding addresses or information in big group schemes. Uh, it, it can prove challenging. What is, what is being done to try and uh, trace uh, members and to try and find um, these beneficiaries of these unclaimed funds? So, so two things on that, Michael. I'll, I'll tell you what, what funds are doing and have been doing, and then I'll also tell you what, what the law may do about that in the future because we've got some draft legislation at the moment that's seeking to deal with, with unclaimed benefit funds. So what, what most funds, and certainly these three funds in the Supreme Court of Appeal have done is advertise extensively. They'd appointed tracing agents. Very often the funds didn't have the records, full ID numbers, current contact details, as you can imagine, of people that had left from 1980. Mm. Many of them could have been migrant laborers who had since returned to their, their home country. So no matter how much you advertise in the newspaper, on radio, on TV even, you were never going to reach those people. And this was extra money to which those members had received their benefit. This is now extra money. So there was no reason for them to expect that they needed to contact the fund to say, hey, by any chance is there some extra due to me? So that, that's really how most of these un, unclaimed benefits arose. And also, you know, back to 1980, we're now in 2020, many of those people who could have been retirees or pensioners may well have passed away. So you, you're never going to find them. Um, what, what the industry has done at the moment is the FSCA, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, have set up um, on their website an unclaimed benefits site. So... Certainly anyone who feels that there may still be a benefit due to them can go onto that site. You input your, your ID number. It's for free. Um, your personal information is protected. And then the system will do a search. And if they find a match for that ID number, they will then tell you these are the contact details for the administrator or the fund that you may want to contact to pursue this, this further. So right. they, they don't give your details to anyone else, but you're able to then check maybe if there's an unclaimed benefit duty. So all your listeners are welcome to do that. It's a free mm. service. And then in terms of legislation, are you, were you referring to the uh, the Conduct of Financial Institutions Act, the Coffee yes. Act? Uh, how yes. might this impact this yes. ruling? Well, so remember what, what this ruling has said is that it recognises the discretion of the Board of Trustees to decide what to do with this money in the best interest of the fund. There's a proposed amendment to the Pension Funds Act in this in this Cody Bill, um, which says that they intend inserting a section that says unclaimed benefits may not be reduced or utilised for any other purpose by a fund. Oh. So that would certainly restrict trustees as to what they can do. This this isn't law yet. Um, I think mm. it's intended it's intended to go to cabinet next year. So that that was gonna be the one warning to funds is yes, this judgment is out and absolutely trustees on the advice of their actuaries can can consider how much of that contingency reserve they must continue to hold. But if you require a rule amendment or any other approvals from the SSDA, um Delays associated with that may then take you into a, a different legislative set of principles which then tie your hands. That's what so. we talk about when we talk about regulatory uncertainty in South Africa. The coffee bill is still underway and uh, uh, consultation and comment uh, is still taking place, uh, thankfully. Samantha Davidson, Head of Pension Funds at law firm Shepston & Wiley.